Welcome to Oncophone. I'm your host, John Bazaar. I'm an associate professor of pharmacy practice and disappointed sponsor of Oncophone, the Bill Gatton College of Pharmacy. Well, it's late December 2020, and what a year it's been. So I thought I'd kind of keep it light, keep it fun, and talk about some of the best of 2020. That's it. Thanks for... No, I'm kidding. We'll go over some... Um, some of the best stuff related to oncology pharmacy, and just some personal bests of things I've seen uh, in 2020. So we'll kind of bounce back and forth between oncology pharmacy stuff and maybe pop culture stuff, uh, just to kind of keep it fun since it's been such a tough year. So, uh, and this, this is just my personal opinions here, but uh, the best drug approval of the year, or at least the best new drug, I'm gonna say is uh, daratumab and hyaluronidase for sub-Q administration. Uh, not a new chemical entity. Uh, of course, Dara has been on the market for, for years. But the sub-Q formulation, uh, by adding hyaluronidase, enables that sub-Q formulation. Uh, certainly decreases chair time. If you go back and look at the PI studies, patients receiving sub-Q preferred that to IV. Uh, appears to be less toxic with regards to infusion reactions and just easier. Keeps patients out of clinic. Uh, and that's a good thing uh, coming into a pandemic, certainly. All right. Uh, the best movie I saw this year about pharmacology and pharmacokinetics. This is an easy one. It's Knives Out. Uh, you might think that uh, Hollywood's getting loose with some stuff, and maybe they do a little bit, but just keep in mind uh, pharmacology and the expected action of drugs uh, does play a role. And if something doesn't add up when you watch that movie, maybe it's for a reason. That's all I'll say about that. Uh, all right. Uh, the best investigative drug of the year. I'm going to say this is uh, Satorasib. Uh, which is an AMG, I don't know, 85 or some, something. It must be an Amgen drug. So this is uh, was presented at, at ASCO and published in the New England Journal of Medicine. And this is a KRAS uh, G12C inhibitor. Uh, I think this thing's going to have modest impact at, at best. Uh, so why is it the best invasional, investigational drug of the year? Well, it's a little bit of, of some hype here. And that KRAS has been dubbed the undruggable target, and now we've got a drug that targets it. I think that's notable. Uh, so that gives me the best investigation of drug of the year, uh, in my opinion. All right. All right. So the best movie I saw that doesn't involve pharmacology or, or pharmacokinetics, um, and I don't, I don't think it came out this year, but I saw it this year, and the same kind of went for Knives Out. Uh, I watched a lot of movies this year, um, more so than the past. I'm going to say is Jojo Rabbit. This movie has everything for somebody like me. Uh, it's a historical piece, uh, it's got some mystical realism, it's got dark humor, which I love, uh, it's very introspective and makes you think how you would act at the time that this happened, uh, and it's just kind of got a gut punch that really hits you. If a movie can do that and make you think and make you cry, that's a Valvano. So that, that movie, oh gosh, that movie sticks with me, Jojo Rabbit. All right, uh, moving on, the best, uh, the best paper, the best publication of 2020. Uh, I, in my opinion, it's got to be uh, uh, Viali A. This was the Azacidine plus Venaclax and an unfit or elderly AML. It's a nice, solidly done paper. We don't always get those. Um, and the reason I, I gave it this uh, not so prestigious uh, award is, uh, you know, this combination of Venaclax and Azacidine got approved on, on circuit marker endpoint and it didn't take long to get the confirmatory phase three study to show, uh, you know, a reasonable improvement in, in overall survival. So it, it's not maybe flashy to get confirmation of something that was already approved, but I think it's important. That's why I gave it uh, paper of the year. Um, the best uh, song 
of the year. And this is the best old song of the year. All right, so this is a song that I discovered in 2020. Uh, and I, I could have gone with uh, Gone, Gone, Gone by the Everly Brothers, uh, which uh, I first heard from Alison Krauss and Robert Plant's um, album about a decade ago. I just learned this year it was a cover of an Isley Brothers song, or maybe it's the Everly Brothers. I get those brothers confused. But anyway, this award of the best old song that I discovered this year goes to Hush by Deep Purple, which I first heard in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Quentin, Quentin Tarantino drops this, um, this song in a great scene. It's a banger of a song. You're going to love it. Hush by Deep Purple. Crank it up to 11 when you listen to it. That's my old song of the year. Okay, a uh, clinical pearl of the year that I learned. Um, I had a patient treated at another uh, tertiary center who was on lorlatinib, which is Lobrena for positive outgrade range of non-small cell lung cancer. Uh, and this patient came in, quote, with seizure-like activity. Uh, that's what the, the chart said. Long story short, it wasn't seizure activity. It was complete heart block. Complete heart block. This is something that appears to be a class effect with many of these ALK or ROS1 inhibitors is, is bradycardia. And you see it in the warnings for these drugs, but it's crizotinib, seritinib, electinib, uh, lorlatinib appears to be the worst. So this patient was having complete heart block. And so this led me, you know, the drug was held while in the hospital. This led me on this search of the lorlatinib data in PI. And you'll find that in, in the study, it looks like that this happened. And what happened in people on study uh, with lorlatinib is they got a pacemaker put in and went back on the drug. Uh, in other words, you, you bite the side effect and continue taking the drug and let, let them have complete heart block uh, and let the pacemaker do what a pacemaker can, can do since you're not connecting the SA to the AV node, uh, which was really shocking to kind of find that. So that's a clinical pearl. If you, if you do it, uh, encounter that, go back and look at that lorlatinib PI and some of that uh, some of that data uh, in the early studies. So that's my clinical pearl of the year. Uh, new album of the year. Um, you know, I know that the right answer for my Twitter oncology pharmacy bubble is going to be Taylor Swift's Evermore. But I got to go with the patron saint of vaccines. I got to go with Holly Dolly Christmas by Dolly Parton. She put in like $100 million from her, um, her foundation uh, to fund, help fund, partially fund the Moderna vaccine, uh, which um, at the time of recording is not yet gotten an EUA, but should uh, by the end of by the end of the time I finished recording it. So Holly Dolly Christmas, that's my album of the year. Uh, Anku Farm honorable mention goes to Taylor Swift's albums as well. All right, uh, my saying of the year. This was something I found myself saying all the time in faculty meetings, uh, on rounds. Uh, trying to figure out what are we going to do? And it was, all right, so what's, we just need to choose the least bad option. It's 2020, it's a pandemic, families can't come into the hospital, we can't have a really good, robust family discussion about what to do, uh, we can't bring students uh, in the lab to do whatever we want to do. So there's no good option, which is the least bad option. And we got to recognize that it, it's a bad option, but it's not as bad as other options. Uh, and once you kind of reset those expectations, that kind of helped... Uh, manage and get through some stuff uh, through the year. All right, uh, best TV show to to watch by myself this year. Uh, that was Ted Lasso on Apple Plus. Love Ted Lasso. Uh, you know, I, I I'm not a huge soccer or football fan. Uh, like American football, I love, but soccer slash what everyone else calls football in every other country, I like it. But Ted Lasso was great. It's funny uh, and it had some meaning to it. So Ted Lasso, check it if you haven't. All right. Scientific advance of the year. This is a, it's a COVID vaccinations. It's mRNA vaccinations for COVID. That's the thing 
Easy, no-brainer, enough said, okay? Now, the best TV show that I watched with my wife this year was Queen's Gambit on Netflix. Loved Queen's Gambit. Actually got me into playing chess again, which I played. Surprising to probably none of you, I was on a chess club in in elementary or middle school. Hadn't really played ever since, uh, but now I'm back in playing on a computer. All the apples have the chess game on there, so I've I've enjoyed that, okay? The biggest, uh, I'd say, paradigm shift in how we treated cancer this year um, for probably like the fifth year in a row is non-small cell lung cancer. So this year we got approvals for RET inhibitors, for MET-exon-14 skipping mutations in non-small cell lung cancer. Uh, we got uh, chemo, sorry, uh, immunotherapy only uh, combination with nivolumab ipilimumab for non-small cell lung cancer. We got uh, what I think is a really promising trend, hopefully in other malignancies, which is the abbreviated chemo with the 9LA uh, approval, which was like two cycles of chemo and immunotherapy together. Uh, I really liked uh, that approach. Uh, and again, non-small cell lung cancer continues to evolve very, very rapidly. Um, just just moving, moving very fast in non-small cell lung cancer uh, and how it changes. So that's the biggest change of the year uh, of 2020. All right, the best uh, uh, podcast, new podcast of the year, um, I'm going to say is Wind of Change which uh, you can find on Spotify and uh, is about a rumor that uh, a rock and roll song by the Scorpions helped in the Cold War. Uh, and there's a lot of spy stuff going on in this. Um, so if you're going to tell me there's a podcast about the Cold War history, about rock and roll music and spies, that tickles my ears right where I need it tickled. So, so if, you, if those sound like interest to you, uh, check out Wind of Change. That was enjoyable. And then... Uh, two more for you. Uh, the trend of the year uh, was the crossing of curves, whether they be progression-free survival curves or overall survival curves when you compare immunotherapy to chemotherapy, where initially chemotherapy wins, and then right around the time, four to six months after randomized to chemo, the chemo curve would drop, and uh, then the immunotherapy, immune checkpoint inhibitor curve, would kind of take over and win the day. I've seen that in multiple malignancies, uh, where you're comparing just chemo to just immunotherapy. Uh, so that's the biggest trend I've noticed this year. Um, uh, the best trend, I'd say, maybe this year. Not the best trend, but the, the most notable trend, okay? And then uh, Forgotten Company of the Year. The Forgotten Company of the Year is uh, BioNTech. So we all say there's the Pfizer vaccine and there's the Moderna vaccine, which is not accurate. There's the Pfizer slash BioNTech vaccine. So BioNTech, I feel sorry for you. You're getting garfunkled, you know, here. Um, So sorry about that, BioNTech. All right. Uh, It has been a, it's been a year, 2020. Uh, Hopefully all of you uh, are hanging in there and you're healthy. Uh, It's been a year of a lot of loss, a lot of sadness, a lot of grief, a lot of anxiety. So here's hoping, uh, you know, let's pop the bottle and hope that 2021 is not going to be just a little better, but a lot better than 2020. Um, Happy New Year. Until I talk to you again, remember, doses matter.